and welcome back to another episode of the Dude from Los Angeles podcast. Yo, this is the first time I think I've ever just gone on and just talked by myself, but I feel like this one more than any other episode needs like a little bit of an intro. Um, I attended the Mezcal Heritage Dinner. Um, it was a it was a mezcal. Uh, and food pairing dinner at Madre uh, in Torrance, right? Old Town Torrance. And Madre is like this, I mean, it's a it's a traditional Oaxacan restaurant. Re- restaurant? Who the hell says it like that, right? It's, it's a true Oaxacan, like, straight up restaurant. It's legit, but more than the food, the food's delicious. Let, let's not get it twisted. Like, that is legit the place to go. Uh, you know, outside of, I think, maybe like Gelagetza, right? Gelagetza in Koreatown. Uh, that's a legit spot, too. But when it comes to Mezcal, there's no other place like Madre. Like, there's no other place. It, n- nowhere else comes close, man. Like, you can... I like going other places. I won't, I won't drop them here, but uh, this is like... This is a special place. I mean, wall-to-wall, beautiful selection... Every bottle that you've ever heard of, and some that you haven't for sure, uh, it's always interesting to go in and just, you know, ask, hey man, what's new? What should I try? And they'll bring out like seven different bottles, man. We're there on Saturday, and I kind of said this uh, during this little interview. Um, We're there Saturday, man, during the freaking earthquake, and you you just see the bar manager, Brian, look up at the bottles and just start, you know, going like, hey, is this, is this going on, man? Is this, you know, am I going to have to catch some of these? And man, it was crazy. My lady was like halfway out the door. She's like, fuck this. Y'all can stay here. I'm, I'm bouncing, dude. But, um, it was, it was wild. It was wild. Um, but yeah, man, I, I attended this dinner and I was trying to set up this podcast with Ulises Torrentera. Now, Ulises is like, when it comes to freaking Mezcal, like he is, he's been a, elected as like the spokesperson, you know, like the Mezcal godfather Don type dude, right? Because he's a writer, you know, he he writes about Mezcal. Uh, he's fucking smart, man. I li- I was a little intimidated, and I think you could hear it in my voice, man, because it's this is a is a major dude, and he, knowledge is. V- freaking intimidating man like I just asked him I think maybe two things and he just went off and and after that he kept talking too um you know so the night was awesome let's let's talk about what happened uh the way that this thing was curated it was curated by Ivan Vasquez um he's like the owner of of Madre and stuff he's he's a badass very very nice dude man uh and Bryant Orozco he's the the bar manager so when you go to Madre you'll just you'll probably run into you know, Brian right there behind the bar and he'll just, just ask him, man, like what, I gave him a region. I just said, you know, what, what's up with Michoacan? And then he just brought down like bottles, right? Um, definitely cool people. So Brian was translating for Ulysses, you know? So this podcast is mostly, it's, it's, it's all in Spanish, it's all in Spanish, man. So, um, I could translate it, but I'm not going to. So find yourself, make friends with, uh, with your nearest Hispano Blante, uh, and have them translate what, Ulises is saying, um, the night started off awesome, man. There was a there was a greeting cocktail. Whenever there's a greeting cocktail, I'm in, man. If there's a greeting cocktail, fuck yeah, that's that's a spot I want to hang out with, man. 
from now on, if you don't have a greeting cocktail when I show up, man, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving. I'm, I'm literally bouncing. I'll take a beer, though. So there was a, there was a greeting cocktail called uh, Chop One Kate, which is, you know, it's, it's on their regular menu and stuff. Wow, man. It's, it's uh, made with mezcal, uh, f- cucumber juice, and just like, a, you know, some spicy bitters. And it just worked perfectly, man. That was, that was good, fresh, uh, you know, something to wake you up. And it came with ceviche, right? So fucking ceviche was a little spicy, and I liked it. Uh, and then after, right right into that, we went into, like, the three expressions that we were tasting that night. So this this event, you know, Ulises brought up, like, his hard to, hard to find. I mean, good luck trying to find it. You can find it at Madre. Um, but it's a, it's a his brand that he's selling up here called Farolito, or Farolito, right? Um, and this thing is like what mezcal should be, right? It's small batches. It's whatever the producer, uh, mezcalero, it's whatever he can make and that's it. You know, so you got like 500 bottle runs, 300, you know, bottle runs and that kind of a deal. So when you drink it, you, if you like it, you better get it because it's going to be gone. And I, and I think that's really what mezcal and tequila really should be like because, you could try, you could try like a bottle of like, man, I'm trying to say like Fortaleza or something that's pretty consistently really good, but the lot's going to change, right? The the raw materials are going to change. So that's one thing that he brought up, man. It's, it's really, if it comes from agave, I fucking see, he's, he's way better at explaining all this stuff, man. When it comes to agave, it's just so unique, man. So it's going to affect whatever the outcome is. And it takes like freaking eight to sometimes 30 years to mature. So you're only going to get that one. So every bottle, every expression is unique. It's going to be different and it's wonderful. And man, straight right off the bat, the first one that we tried, the Papalometo. So that's what they call it down in Oaxaca, uh, in Guerrero and everywhere else. They probably, they call it Cupreta. Uh, but it's, it's interesting to see kind of like what terroir does to different plants and stuff like that so this one man this one was solid this was to me this one stole the show right because it was it, it was aged it was aged in oh it wasn't aged it was fermented in cowhide so they made these like tubs out of cowhide and that's where they fermented them uh which is not done that often like it's a unique thing even in oaxaca <clears throat> and then they um what else did they do oh it was distilled in clay pots, right? So all that like minerality fucking comes out in that, in that one. And then it came with like these tacos de barbacoa, de pollo, which were freaking phenomenal. That, that was awesome, man. That was really good. I like a savage since I didn't take, you know, since my lady wasn't there. Um, I hate it with my hands, man. People are with that knife and fork game, but I was like, nope. Uh, and then the second one that we tried was Orno, uh, another one from Farolito. And Orno was, it, it came with a, with a taco de, it was like pork belly, and it had this freaking salsa de chile canica, right? And I, apparently they get this freaking chile like once a week from Mexico, like, it's hard to get. Uh, and it came on a freaking tortilla from Colonel of Truth, man. They're out there freaking, it was so delicious, man. The, the blue corn tortilla with that cheese and then that salsa. And then the pork belly was perfect, man. Perfect. 
And then Orno, Orno, same, you know, so it's, you know, matured in, sorry, man, I just had some sparkling water. It was matured in, in a, what is it, cowhide, fermented, fermented in cowhide, also distilled in clay pots. And, uh, man, that thing was just, it was like Lafroy, man. It was, it was that smoke was right off the bat. It was, it let you know what you were drinking. It was, it was a perfect, that was, that was literally the perfect pairing of the night, I would say. Cause it just stood up to the, uh, to the cueritos and stuff, to the, uh, pork belly, you know, the chewiness of the pork and stuff. That was a perfect pairing. If you could do that, you know, with the kernel of truth, tortilla, shout out, that's beautiful. Yeah, that, that'd be the one to go and try. Uh, and then to end the night, or the last pairing right there at least, was the penca verde. And the penca verde was, I guess, a little bit different because it was it was fermented in clay pots and then distilled in clay pots. Man, it was super smooth. This was probably like the most balanced one. It, it was definitely a crowd favorite, you know. Um, yeah, people are really enjoying that one, man. That was legit. It, it was... Yeah, balance. That's the best way to put it. Everything felt like it was in its place. And then it was paired with uh, mole verde with cod um, and white rice. It was, I mean, yeah, it seems like that's what you would pair it with. Something that's, that's. it just doesn't get in the way, right? Does, it, it, was, it was a good pairing, you know? I had fish earlier, though, so I, I wasn't really feeling that one. But the penca verde was legit. If you see that one, definitely give it a shot. Give them all a shot, but. And then they sent you off with a farewell cocktail, uh, the Matador. Uh, that that one was nice, man. That's my go-to cocktail during happy hour at Madre for sure. So, again, if if I sh- if I'm leaving your place and you don't give me a farewell cocktail, that's it, man. We're we're not hanging out. Like that's it. Uh, yeah, but that was the night, man. That was the night, and then I, I was able to kind of catch him for like ten minutes, just for a little bit outside on a freaking busy patio where, you know, people are working. So you're going to hear some hammers. You're going to hear a saw. If it sounds like somebody's blowing in the, in, into the mic, it's really a saw. Uh, and then somebody's nailing a nail gun. Super annoying. But, um, you know, listen in, have somebody talk about it because what they're, what they're talking about when it comes to sustainability when, uh, in mezcal, in the mezcal industry, uh, supporting you know, artisanal growers and uh, producers and, and brands, right? All that's super important. It, it's going to create longevity toward, uh, you know, for something that we all enjoy, which is mezcal, uh, you know, agave. They, they say agave distillates, right? And I don't know, I feel like that's like a unique thing that I just started hearing, uh, like up here, right? But, uh, it, but like in order for us to continue to enjoy um, mezcal, and enjoy it right, the way that it should always have been enjoyed. We have to, you know, be conscious of where we're getting it from and how we're getting it. Um, so then, you know, do that support, you know, brands like Farolito. Uh, and man, definitely uh, don't buy shit like Patron, man. I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah, I think that's it. Make sure you check out the rest of this podcast. It was kind of short, but it was beautiful. Lots of information. Uh, and uh, yeah, man, check out his Instagram. Follow Ulises Torrentera. He'll, and it's, it's pretty nerdy. Like if you, if you like mezcal and stuff, or if you want to get into it and you want to go deep, this is definitely the dude to try to like, you know, follow around. Cause and he's just. Yeah, sale del estudio. Sí. A ver, a ver. Jordan.
Se lo hago en inglés, pero... Ay, se la, se la, muchas veces lo hago en inglés, ¿verdad? Uh -huh. Pero esa vez lo vamos a hacer completamente eh, en, en español. español, por favor. Pero qué chido, no, no, no. Yo les digo a todos, si uh -huh. no saben español, que se encuentren alguien aquí hay suficientes. Muy bien. So, but welcome back to another episode of the Dude from LA podcast. Today, at Madre and Torrance, I have Ulises Torrentena. Ese, Hola, ¿qué tal? ¿Cómo están? Yeah, no, qué chido, desde, desde Oaxaca, vino, vino para acá. Eh, sí, la verdad es que pues es la segunda eh, ocasión que vengo a Los Ángeles, la segunda vez que estoy en Madre, ah. y pues siempre para promover eh, la cultura del mezcal, en este caso particular ahora nuestra marca de mezcal que se llama Farolito. Farolita, ajá, sí, la, la probé este, que era este sábado que pasó, estaba aquí en Madre. Lo estaba probando cuando pasó el terremoto, como le estaba diciendo antes. Sí. So, no sé, ese es, yo no sabía si era el mezcal o <risa> <risa> si era la tierra, pero... Bueno, eh, por lo menos te quitó el susto. Eso sí, eso sí, no tenía miedo. Pero este viene desde allá. Usted es más que nomás un mezcalero, ¿verdad? También escribe libros pues sobre sí, soy, mezcal. Soy, pues sí, soy una persona que se ha dedicado en estos últimos 25 años a, al estudio del mezcal, Ajá. su historia. Y bueno, ahora como me, me han nombrado como un eh, curador de pescales, sí. porque en nuestra eh, en Oaxaca tenemos una mezcalería junto con mi socia Sandra, sí. Sandra Ortiz, y eh, entre los dos tenemos una, pues creo que la colección más amplia, amplia en el mundo de, Se mira. de, de mezcales. Um, ancestrales y, a, y artesanales y bueno esta es una labor que hemos estamos realizando de con, con mucho de nuevo desde hace desde hace un, un buen tiempo y, y bueno eh, ahora nos pensamos en la exportación de, de mezcal eh, porque creemos que es un momento muy importante para el mezcal la, la, el mercado exige demasiado a, tanto a los productores de mezcal como a los comercializadores sí. y para satisfacer esta demanda, esta creciente demanda eh, eh, pues están eh, haciendo prácticas que no son muy benéficas para el mezcal es decir, eh, hay una sobreexplotación de agaves que que pues tiene que ver mucho con la sustentabilidad. Me parece que también hay eh, eh, marcas, algunas marcas que, eh, que están adulterando el mezcal. Eh, y lo entiendo en términos este, de, de comercialización, pero no lo puedo entender, ni, ni mucho menos justificar en términos de de la preservación de mezcales auténticos y sustentables. Esta es la razón básica por la que decidimos, Sandra y yo, exportar pues ahorita tres mezcales, que son pequeñas ediciones, ¿no? Algunas son de 800 botellas, otras de 700, otras de 500 y tantas botellas. Eh, la idea es que ta también con esto queremos eh, decirles a... A, pues a la gente que está participando en la, en la industria de, del mezcal, sobre todo a los importadores, a los distribuidores, 
que hay que recategorizar el mezcal. Es decir, que, que el mezcal tenga otro estatus y que se cobre eh, como lo que es una bebida única, extraordinaria, extravagante y no, la, no tasarla al mismo nivel que, que, cual, cualquier, que los otros espíritus. Sí. Me parece Así que eh, la materia prima con la que se elabora maguey o agave pues tarda por lo menos seis años en madurar en algunos casos, en otros son hasta 30 años. Entonces yo creo que nada más de ese tiempo de espera para que el maguey madure, pues eh, tiene que recompensarse eh, en un, eh, 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 bien. Es decir, no estoy hablando solamente de la cuestión monetaria que es importante, eso es, creo que es básico para que los maestros mezcaleros, tanto los productores de agave como los productores de mezcal, pues tengan unas percepciones económicas este, dignas que le permitan eh, disfrutar eh, en vida los frutos de su esfuerzo, de su trabajo. Eh, y por otro lado, también eh, con esta recategorización, lo que pues, quisiera, yo quisiera particularmente, es que mm, eh, resguardar los mezcales y que el consumo pues, se, se haga como más responsable. ¿Sabes? Subiendo los precios es posible que también eh, eh, se detenga este, como, esta como euforia que se hay por el mezcal, ¿no? Ajá. Esta mezcalomanía. Sí, sí, sí. Y se, y se nota porque ahorita hay como... Apenas subieron ese mensaje, ¿verdad? Los de Breaking Bad, de un show, ¿verdad? Mm. Bien popular, que van a sacar un mezcal también ellos, sí. pero dice mezcal artesanal, pero también muchas veces no sabe dónde viene o... Sí, este, sí, bueno, sí, también este... Pero sí, que hay, hay también hay una otra... Uh, Um, actor de Hollywood que vendió también una marca de tequila y ahora está haciendo lo, lo está, ahora está haciendo también mezcal y, con la intención yeah. evidentemente de, de, de vender otra vez la marca ¿no? uh -huh. eh, pues bueno en términos mercadológicos está bien que personas de esta naturaleza de esta de la farándula pues este, hagan esto eh, pero tampoco, lo... pero beneficia un poco en realidad a, a, la, a la industria del mezcal. Eh, solamente se toman la foto, pero no creo que tengan una, una relación muy estrecha con los productores. Sí. Eh, y creo que ni les interesa. Pero independientemente de, de las estrellas que sí. están participando en este, eh, en este mercado del, o en esta industria del, del mezcal, creo que... Eh, nosotros que verdaderamente estamos metidos en tenemos que preservar y hacer valer que los maestros mezcaleros pues perciban eh, no solamente eh, una, eh, no solamente eh, lo justo sino que también se respete su trabajo eh, se, le va, se le valore tal como es ¿no? una bebida única extravagante entonces en ese sentido eh, fue eh, bueno en ese en ese sentido fue que decidimos también la, la exportación de, de farolito evidentemente siempre van a ser los eh, pequeñas ediciones porque con ello también queremos eh, participar en esta sustentabilidad de, de los agaves eh, no presionar al maestro mezcalero para que uh, haga eh, más litros Ajá. con menos agave Ándale. Y sino Ajá. que 
Ups, se le cayó piloncillo, pues, disculpa. Sí, exactamente. Entonces, más bien, esa es la intención. Y pues queremos que, te, que ese farolito se hace como un referente eh, de un mezcal genuino, 100% agave, 100% ancestral. Y que, bueno, espero que a la gente que, que verdaderamente eh, respeta y sigue al mezcal, pues estas, estas tres diferentes expresiones de, de que tenemos en, en el mercado norteamericano, pues puedan disfrutarlo. Es cierto, por, por ahorita lo podemos encontrar aquí en Madre en Torrance, ¿verdad? Y... Sí, más, bueno, más bueno eh, ya pues hay... Um, hay muchas, ya bares en Los Ángeles que lo tienen, casi todo California, digamos, hay, hay lugares y licorerías también. Entonces creo que, este, bueno, pues la verdad es que también son muy, son muy pocas botellas. Es cierto. Y entonces, este, pues, apúrense a comprarlas. Que las encuentren y que sí. las busquen. Y, sí, ajá, las, sí las seguramente pues, en un buscador ahí de internet, pues ahí... Buscarán ahí qué licorerías hay, ¿no? Perfecto, perfecto. Uh -huh. Ay, no, pues qué chido este, yo sé, pues que ahora, ahora es día bien, bien este, bien lleno de cosas para hablar. Espero pues oír lo que va a decir al rato y pues al rato le, le lleno además del podcast, pero gracias por tomar su tiempo. Pues sí, para... pues básicamente es lo que voy a decir. Ajá. Creo que es importante decir, dar este mensaje y bueno. That's another episode for the Dude from LA podcast. Check it out. Peace. Salud. Salud.